Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 147. It's the last of England's World Cup warm-up fixtures as the boys take on Italy. We discuss the squad, the emissions and what's left in Eddie's preparations before Japan. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, it is the last big week before the World Cup kicks off. England in their final uh, World Cup warm-up match against Italy this weekend, well, Friday night, in fact. Um, you'll be pleased to know Dan will be here to discuss to, to discuss all of this with us now, but also for the live match, and he's here with us, as I say, right now. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. I will be there. And do you know what? This is this is. I'm. I hate the fact I have to say this. This will be the first time I've actually watched the match completely live as it happens, and yeah. where I'm not working. So I'm really it's very disappointed, Dan. This, you're part of the England Rugby Pod. I know, I know, mate, and I'm, I'm annoyed about it. But I'd rather get it out of the way early, so hopefully things can be all set for the World Cup. But I'm looking forward to Friday night, and with that, it's an interesting team selection. It is an interesting team session. Just before we go into the team, because I think there's quite a lot to talk about there. Yeah, um, sure. Just a few, a few little bits of, not really admin, but just thing, things that have been happening. Um, we had a little message from. So I don't know if I told you, but I put out. A, I did tell you, in fact, I put out a little message on Twitter asking for any Argentine, American, French, and Tongan fans that would fancy, you know, joining us for either guest spotting or, or we'd do a little interview and, and slot it into an episode in the build-up to the various games. Um, and we've had Juan Cruz Blanco from Argentina has got in touch saying he's keen. Uh, and oh. Patrick Tipsword from the USA has got in touch saying he's keen. And um, we will definitely look to do something with Ben Lewis, who's emailed us. But uh, and Ben, you, you're an English fan. You might be living in America. Um but uh, as an English fan, we, we want someone who's going to try to tell us that uh, we're not going to win so that we can tell them why we are. Um, but um, yeah, he's, he's reached out, said that you know he's, he'd love to contribute. Uh, he's followed the pod for a while from the US oh, and he'd be happy thanks, to chip ben. in. So yeah, Ben, really appreciate that. And we will definitely look to do something with you. But um, for, for this little exercise, yeah, we're looking for someone who's back in the, uh, the opposition so we can have a discussion with them before the various games. But yeah, to the guys that have been in touch, awesome. Um, and obviously uh, anyone, any, I, I, we've definitely got a couple of French listeners. We've had reviews from them in the past. So if you're, if you're a Frenchman or woman um, who's uh, keen to come and, you know, 10 minutes, half an episode, a whole episode, you know, whatever, whatever works, uh, get in touch, let us know. We'd love to, uh, to work with you guys. So yeah, that's uh, at England Rugby Pod on social media or englandrugbypod at gmail.com to ping us over an email. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, this game, isn't it? Because, okay, it's the last of the warm-ups. England, I think, have, have kind of gone from strength to strength um, on paper. The games have got gradually... I think wow. gradually tougher, or that, though people would argue that's not the case. But you know, nevertheless, it's two two uh, kind of top tier nations that we've played in the first three games, and then Italy obviously is a, is a a step down. Without wanting to be disrespectful to them, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So we kind of always expected uh, a weaker side. However, Eddie seems to be sticking to his his kind of game plan of of really mixing it up. You know, a mixture of his his top boys with with some um, some slightly more unknowns and and actually with this game with a few people that aren't even in the squad. 
Yes. Um, it's it's interesting to intersect. Where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with this? Because there is, like you say, there's a lot to go through. Well, let's just start. Look, let, let's rather than reading out the team, let's just start with the team in the order that we would read it out. So, um, you know, we can kind of talk about the various the various things, the connotations, what it means as we go through. So, yeah, up front, Marla, George, Cole. Probably no major surprises there with Karen Dickey, Genge, and Sinclair on the bench. So between the six of them, other than Mako Vernapola, who's obviously injured but supposedly going to be absolutely fine, that's your sort of you're picking your starting fifteen from that, right? Uh, Not your fifteen. No, obviously. Your, no, 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 your, no, no. Your front three are being picked from there because you're starting with George oh, from, Sinclair. From that Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So George, from. George Sinclair, and then obviously Mako ideally starts, but you'd have probably Marla or Genge. Um, no, I, I think you'd have. I think you'd probably go Mako, George, no, and Sinks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying. No, yeah. With Mako currently injured, if it wasn't, you know, if you'd, you would go Mako, Mako, George, and Sinclair to start. But if Mako's unavailable, you'd go with Marla or Genge, and they're the two involved to, on Friday. So exactly, yeah. N- no surprises there. Strong front row. Happy with that. Uh, Launchbury Laws in the second row. This is probably the first thing. You know, I've been calling for ages. I really wanted to see Courtney Laws playing where he should be playing in the second row because he is a formidable player for England. But I I feel like he's just been a little bit out of position. Like, yes, he can cover six, but in my opinion, cover being the operative word at international level. I I think so. And and actually, I'm quite glad to see these two in the row because... For me, these two are currently our second choice, second row, if that makes sense. I, yeah. I think I'd probably currently start with... I, I think I'd definitely start at the moment. Oh, Atoje uh, and Cruz are are, yeah. the, are the two front runners at the moment, I think, without question. I mean, Atoje <laughs> is indispensable, probably makes a world 15. Uh, definitely does in our opinion, but probably in most people's opinion. Um, and Cruz is just looking huge. Like literally, just massive. Yeah, what's he been on? He he really. I mean, he's always been a big lump, hasn't he? But now he's looking like an absolute just tower block. But I, but great. And but he doesn't seem to have where Cruz has worked. Is he doesn't seem to have slowed down with it. it doesn't no. seem to have made him lethargic. So he's been playing really well. Laundry Lords are two world class second rows. Any team it's in the, awesome the world awesome, would be Dan. happy to have them. It yeah. is the awesome foursome. Um, We've got the awesome force and the kamikaze kids, and then there was some name given to Farrell Ford. I can't remember what it was. Uh, the, I, 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 I can't remember something like the mini twins or whatever it might be. But um, it's with these two. So one one question I've got for these two, and this question will probably come up quite a lot in different positions. Oh, can these two oust the other two as a starter? Can if an amazing game, if Launch of Lords has an absolute blinding game can they become put themselves as top pick for one of the second row positions i mean i i think never say never because i think they're they're up there but honestly no i know i think i think you i think itoje the thing is i think if you're talking a world cup final starting 15 because i think this is the other thing to bear in mind is you know we're going to have different starting 15s throughout this world cup of course so i think a world cup final being played tomorrow, well, no, not tomorrow, being played next week sometime. These two have just had an awesome game against Italy. I think you still have to go with Toje Cruz. Apart from anything else, they've had awesome games between them against Wales and Ireland. Yeah. So I think that speaks volumes. Um, 
But you've got four people there who are so interchangeable and are all so strong at the moment that I think I think these two are playing are are competing for who is going to be on the bench, um, and potentially they both could be because Laws might be on the bench as as cover for the back row. But I think in an ideal world with everybody fit, you're probably you're probably looking at these two as one of them is going to be on the bench. And unfortunately, I think Laws has the advantage of being that back row cover as well. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Even if that's the case, this is a 31-man squad for a reason over seven games or whatever it is to win the World Cup. Um, and, you know, Launchbury, even, even if he isn't part of a, a theoretical World Cup final 15 or 2023, 20, he's going to be vitally important at various stages of this competition anyway. Uh, and there's no reason why they can't play themselves into contention to be part of a 23 for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see these two. I'm excited to see these two sort of out there <laughs> at their best. But we kind of know what we're getting with them. But back row, Curry, Wilson, I like. But let's let's move on to it because you and I spoke about this and you weren't happy. Billy, Billy well, no, Stein well, again. Just, just before you do, because it, it was easy <laughs> easy to, to, to skip over it. Curry, Wilson, I agree. I like it. But he's playing Curry at six and Wilson at seven. Yeah, that... Uh, we know I mean, that. it's been named like that. Do we think it will line up like that? That's. I mean, they've actually. I've seen various different connotations through the through the various official channels, and it looks like he is playing Curry at six and Wilson at seven intentionally. Um, it's been suggested by a few people on Twitter that um, it's about putting them in uncomfortable positions, and it's still part of the kind of testing process. But I just, yeah, to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you you, you don't really need Curry to be the sixth cover when you've got Wilson. But when you haven't, you know, sure, but you've also got Ludlam. Likewise, you don't need Wilson to be the seven cover when you've got Curry and Underhill, unless they both get injured. So I I guess I'll, you, you might argue that he's trying to just give that get that third option. But, but I just don't see them playing. I don't see Curry playing the game like a six and Wilson playing the game like a seven. I think they'll play their, their normal roles just from the other sides of the scrum. And, and also, like say, if there's an injury, suggestion to me would be Kvezic, bearing in mind he's on the bench and being called up, would be the one called in. And I would put him at seven ahead of Wilson. But Kvezic na- isn't in the 31, and we're, talking, no, but, and we're not talking I, replacement injury. We're talking, you know, temporary injury. Oh, okay. I think replace, replacement injury, you, you, you're not, you don't need a third choice cover if you're going to have a com- complete replacement. This is about being able to make changes on the day because of something that happens during the game or make changes because somebody's injured, but they'll be good for the following week. Yeah, okay. No, so fair so I think on that, 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 that to me, is the, that's the only thing I can think of as to why you would play them the wrong way around. Yeah, um, I guess depending on how things are going, there's the option to switch it at any moment. But um, you know, it's giving Curry a little bit more time at six because when he fancies the Curry Underhill combo, Curry is the six of, out of the two of them. Um, and obviously, Wilson's had very little time in the warm-ups, so he needs to get on. So maybe that maybe that's what's in, made this decision. Maybe it's he wanted he wanted to, uh, Tom Curry at six, and so the question becomes, who does he play in at seven? And Wilson hasn't had a lot of game time, so maybe that's why it's the wrong way around. It's more about giving Curry time at six rather than giving Wilson time at seven, perhaps. Possibly, possibly. Um, I, yeah, I'm not overly concerned about that. And and I, I have a theory, um, which I'll probably come on to a bit later, about the uh, about the sort of 
spare guys as such. And I mean that in the sort of nicest possible way, but I'll, I'll, I'll cover that a bit later. But so you're, you're really unhappy about seeing Billy at eight, aren't you? I just don't understand why. Like it's all well and good, you know, them saying he needs to play. There are, there are two trains of thought here. Um, on the, on the one hand, there's an argument to say that he needs to be wrapped in cotton wool, um, put in a box and shipped off to Japan and saved probably for the knockouts because he is vitally important to England. But we have strength throughout this team. And so, you know, it's not... Uh, it, you know, England's chances in this World Cup don't disappear because we haven't got Billy, but they are made significantly stronger with him. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He's, he is key. Um, so, the, yeah, as I say, an argument for wrapping him in cotton wool. But for me, the more important thing, I think, particularly given the message that keeps coming out of the camp, um, that you know they're looking to create scenarios um, to, to give the team the opportunity to practice, um, you know, in situations that they can't necessarily plan for, you know, injuries and, and making changes. And the one thing we haven't seen yet is what happens at eight if it's not Billy. So that, that, that's where my that's where I'm most worried about this is because I've said all along you you can't take into account a player might get injured because they might get injured at any point. But <clears throat> even with that in mind, there is a part of me thinking Billy's had three games; he doesn't need the fourth. But like you say, I think the most important point is we need to try someone else out to eight. Now you've called up Kvezic; he would be an injury cover, so there's no point. I don't understand why you don't start Wilson at eight. Because realistically, he's our he's the next day. If Billy's if Billy got injured in the match, Wilson's likely to be eight, assuming he's within the yeah. twenty three. I mean, I, we've we've got it wrong pretty much every time we've tried to make a prediction about what's going to happen. With Billy. <laughs> but assuming that this time around he doesn't do the eighty minutes, and we do get to see someone else playing at the back of the scrum, I'm guessing Wilson moves to eight, and Kvesic goes to six or seven, or you know whatever it will be. Um. And I, for the exact reasons you've just said, yeah, Kvesic might might be an eight, but he's not in the squad. So there's just no point in in putting him there instead of Billy. So I wonder whether that's the, the, the plan, is that he's there just to basically fill up the gap and, and Wilson will move to eight when Billy comes off and Kvesic will fill in either like for like with Wilson at seven or at six with Curry moving back to the seven shirt. Yeah, I, I think what this has shown is one one of the reasons, so there's been a lot of chat about the call-up of these guys. Um, you know, they're not in the 31, why are they called into the squad? I think one of the major reasons is, I think England has shown their hand. If there are injuries, I don't think they're looking for replacements. If there are injuries, these are the next in line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's all very well saying, you know, stay in shape, guys, you're the next in line. But I think Eddie's thinking also, there are likely to be injuries because of the nature of the modern game. Let's beast them for a week. Yeah. So we know at least they're in a level of shape. And Give them a bit of match Kvesic, fitness, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A bit of match fitness. Uh, Kvesic is has been playing eight and he's been playing brilliantly at eight for Exeter. He's, he's traditionally, or he started as a seven. And that's where I've always been a massive fan of Matt Kvesic. And I've always said, I think he should play for England as a seven. That was now, I, I actually do believe that Curry and Unhill are ahead of him as sevens. But... I understand why Kvesic is there. So I think 
what for me, I'd like to see Wilson start at eight. I'd like to see Curry and a Ludlam or someone else on the flanks with Kvesic on the bench like he is. And Kvesic to come on and have a go either as a flank or an eight, because I suspect if he gets called up, that's what it'll be for. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah, he's going to get a run out. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much guaranteed. I mean, interestingly, Eddie um, Eddie actually put it uh, to Conor O'Shea that they should change the the kind of the agreed plan for the match, and they should make it you know more like a football friendly. Have it as a thirty-one man match day squad in order to give the entire squad a kind of run out, give them all a, a, a chance. Conor O'Shea was like, "Yeah, it makes total sense to me. Let's do it." World Rugby said no. So I I like the fact Eddie did that. I fully understand why, and I'd have liked to have seen that. I do actually also understand why World Rugby did say no. I mean, it's a test match. Uh, yes, and exactly. It, it impacts world rankings and things, and I suspect there's a, it cocks things up if you haven't got the right number of games under your belt and everything else. Um, but yeah, it's it it, it actually it, it made me think. Well, why is that just not? Why not just scrap the test match aspect of warm ups and say? Exactly this, you know, you can play your full squad. And, and so, if you give, you know, three people in each position 20, 25 minutes each, that surely makes more sense. It's about that the warm-ups are about getting them ready to last a World Cup. Yeah, I, mean, I, know, I guess you do want test match practice too. So there's an argument to say that there's value. I mean, you look at what England did uh, against Wales at Twickenham with a, with a second string side, what they then did a week later in Cardiff and okay we lost but it was a close hard fought not the most exciting game but you know it was tough and it was under pressure and I guess you wouldn't get that in a game where you've got a 31 man squad so I don't know yeah it's probably I've just gone full circle (laughs) Uh, you've gone full circle but I understand why because I can completely see both sides of the argument yeah I understand why that because let's face it some of these games have not been played at test match level. Well, that's exactly I it. Mean, so maybe, Ireland, maybe the Ireland answer not test match level last week. Maybe the answer is that you say you have four warm up games, two test matches, and two friendlies. And in the friendlies, you can play, you can bring your entire your entire squad of thirty one along, rolling subs type of scenario. Um, and then the test matches are test matches, and it gives you then an opportunity to to do a little bit of both. And maybe you alternate it. Maybe it's sort of friendly test match, friendly test match. You know, that's, that to me would be quite a good way of getting, you know, not just for England, but for all teams, getting them, get them into a, a kind of place where they're really ready to, to, to fly out to wherever it is they're flying, obviously on this occasion, Japan, and, and be ready to hit the ground running in a World Cup. Yeah. And, and, there you go, and World that... Rugby. Do, do, you, you, obviously, World Rugby tunes in. They obviously listen to all the of rugby course, podcasts. Of um, I'm sure we're somewhere near the top of the list. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, that, that to me sounds like a good a good compromise. It's a shame. I'd like to have seen the full squad available to play. I mean, Eddie said thirty one. I guess he wouldn't have called up those extra three. So there's a point. Of... Well, he would because because don't forget he's got injuries in the thirty one. Yeah, so so Noel would... wouldn't have been available. Slade and JJ are both, by all accounts, right on the cusp of being ready, but not quite there in time for this game. So they're unavailable. Um, Mako is not Mako is unavailable, so that's four. So then, yeah. so then you'd have your Yules, your Kvesic, um your Marchant, and I guess one other. Or, or you just, or you just go in for thirty. Yeah, true. 
um, which would be fair enough. Uh, I'd like to have seen that, but I'm not that bothered either way. Jack Noll, when you're saying injury, he's had a tough time of things, hasn't he? He has. It's just not ideal to be to to be in the, the injury situation he's in and then get uh, uh, have his appendix append- out. Appendicitis. appendicitis. Yeah. Nice. yeah. That um, that does that does sound horrendous. By all accounts, which I loved, his spirits are in really good form. Um, he has just had surgery. I. I remember I never actually had my appendix out, but I had a suspected appendicitis. And I remember them talking through what um, what that operation entails. These days, I think it's very different. I think it's done via laser surgery, so it's not quite as traumatic on the body. Um, <clears throat> but even so, he has got he's got a bit of recovery to do before I would say he's probably test match fit. Definitely, and uh, you know, as as good as he's been in the past. Um, <sighs> You know, would would he take somebody's place in the knockouts if it takes until then for him to to be ready to play? And and if so, who? Because obviously you've got uh, Johnny May proven. You've got Joe Cock and Asiga, who's kind of not not come out of nowhere, but sort of you, you know in, in recent times come along and shown something pretty special in terms of what he brings to the table as a as a big hundred and twenty kilo second quickest man in the squad uh, player. You've got McConaughey, who we're going to find out on Friday, what it is Eddie Jones sees in him, and it's clearly something. Um, and Eddie obviously has a, a pretty good success rate with finding new talent. Um, and then you've got Anthony Watson, who obviously is playing fullback this Friday, but you know has been playing on the wing um, in the warm-up so far and been looking really sharp. And you've got Daly, who's at fullback, but we know can play brilliantly on the wing as well. And as much as I love Jack Null uh, as a player... You know, and he and he he brings a lot of um, kind of flexibility apart from anything else. But you know, he's a brilliant player. If it takes him until the knockout stages, for example, to be really fit and ready to go, is that a risk worth taking? To suddenly go, one of these guys that's kind of proven himself in the build-up to this World Cup has to take a back with a back seat to let Jack, who hasn't had any game time, come in and take his spot. So, so I think that's I think that's a really good point because Jack Noll, let's face it, he's a, he's a rock star. He's a, he's a rock star of a player. But like you said, so are the other guys in the back three. There's a lot of rock star players there. So I guess the question is, with his recovery, and, and, and we don't know exactly how far off his recovery is. Will he have chance to get in a few games? You know, will he have a chance to play perhaps against the USA um, yep. to have that war up game? If not, is there? Could his place be better served elsewhere? Could we have a third? Well, that, bomb, that, yeah, <laughs> whichever yeah. side's missing, on, on, or could on we have the a third scrum half, or could we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, bearing in mind who we have elsewhere, or, so, or someone like a, a, a Kavesic, if he comes, especially, yeah. especially if on Friday he he rocks up and is just you know awesome. I mean, I wonder whether that's partly one one of the reasons why Eddie Jones is playing some guys who are not in the squad because he's actually thinking to himself, I might have to make a tough decision at the last minute. Um, you know, he's got a few more days to, to finalise the 31 if he needs to make any changes. And obviously, if it's injury-related, replacements can be made anyway. But yeah, I agree. I think, I, I don't want to see Jack Noll miss out. Um, but I think there are, there have to be concerns. Like, unless they know that he's going to be ready to actually play in the next couple of games... You know, like if he's going to be fit and healthy, ready for USA, fair enough. He misses Tonga. It's not ideal that he's missed all the warm-up games, but you're still in the group stages. There's still time yeah, for yeah. 
for him to get some game time before the kind of crucial knockouts. But, you know, if it's going to be another four or five weeks, I think it might be a wasted a wasted place where, where you'd get more value out of having someone else come in and offer cover. Um, so, so it's a really so, tough decision that needs to be made there. Yeah, exactly. And I can't believe we're having this conversation about Jack Noll, bearing in mind how good he is. But they must have had these conversations, right? Oh, you, they must you, have had them within the squad. You would think so. And look, you, you, you mentioned, just moving on from this, you, you mentioned about the potential cover I said about you know the likes of Kvesic, but actually you know one of the areas that we that we are concerned about right now, based on what we saw against Ireland, despite the scoreline, is scrum half. Uh, you know Ben I mean, Youngs was frankly poor by his standards and by and by England standards and by what we expect to see. Um, you know Willie Hines has looked brilliant and that's and that's all well and good, but it's no good having a you know one of two scrum halves, 50% of your scrum half uh, contingent just not performing. Now, obviously, that could easily be... It was a bad day at the office and he's going to start this game, rightly so. Um, but he has to... He's got you know, he's got big, big shoes to fill, I, I guess is the saying. You know, I mean, would you, would you agree that Ben Youngs probably has the most to prove in this game? Uh, would I agree Ben Youngs has the most to prove? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think he has to because Ben Youngs we assumed was the was the nailed on starter with Willie Hines the you know the last twenty minutes come on and, and you know add some some impact but the way that they've been playing I don't think you can start Ben Youngs and frankly well, if he I say with the way they've been playing he had one game but yeah you know, exactly if, that, if he's playing good. generally the way he played against Ireland I don't want to see him for any part of the eighty minutes. I, I feel I feel Ben Youngs is a world class quality player enough that even if he's and against Italy, and yeah, you know a bit because Italy can be competitive in areas, but I I don't think that's now how he plays. Like we said, I think it's one game. I think Ben Youngs. We, we, I think we'll see the Ben Youngs we know and love. Um, I but agree, but what if we if don't? If we don't, yeah, exactly. If we don't, then and Danny, DC... Danny Kerr's injured, so he's not an option. Obviously, Danny got... Kerr's injured? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? When Dan, did this happen? Danny Kerr's just, just come out of surgery. What a pussy. What happened to him? You know, you know that Twitter box that you're always banging on about? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you took the time in 2019 to work out what it is, you would have oh, seen it. That, I, uh... I feel like 2019's gone already. This might be a 2021 thing. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, he's been posting pictures of his of his recovery with his kids and stuff. So, you know, he's, yeah, he, he I, don't, I don't know what the injury was, I don't, but he's had surgery. He's clearly, he's not in contention. That's not an option anymore. So he is, he's not a potential replacement. So, Robson or Spencer? Um, Robson, I think, being the, the first choice there, right? I would have thought so. Um, so, yeah, the question becomes, Dan Robson, currently not in the 31, probably being told, stay stay kind of fit and healthy, ready to go, because you're my next call-up. But, yeah, if Ben Youngs has a shocker against Italy, that's two on the bounce out of two. Does a tough decision need to be made there? <coughs> uh Still a bit early for me. If he has a shocker against Italy, it massive alarm bells. If he has a shocker against Italy, I think you, you, you then you've got those, you have got those two games, 
the Tonga USA games. And I, I mean this with all due respect, but it, it, they're not the threat that the France-Argentina are. I mean, sure. that, that's just real. But, so, but, then, but then we're stepping into territory of pretend to be injured so that you can be replaced because you can't just replace someone because you think someone else would be better. Well, no, no. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, I don't think, I think Ben Youngs would have to have the worst game of his entire life, including schoolboy rugby, for him to be taken out of the 31. I, I think he's, over the years, he's been too integral. He is a good scrum half, and I back him. Okay, so but but, but but so if he if he puts in a performance like the oh, one yeah, against yeah, Ireland, yeah, you're not going to let this go. Good for you. I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> answer my question. What 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 do we do? Like in so so he, well, we but we back him. Hold we on, back him. hold on. Right. So so against Italy, he puts in a performance the same as the one he put in against Ireland. Yeah. Tonga comes along, and we need to decide. We've we've only got two scrum halves, so they're both going to be involved. Who starts? Willie Hines. And therefore, what are you getting out of bringing on a player who's out of form for your last 20 minutes? God, this is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I'm not I'm not arguing you, and I fully appreciate why you're asking the question. I don't, I th- don't to clarify, I don't think that he's going to have a bad game against I, I uh, think Italy. this is a long stretch, yeah. I, I think that he's probably going to turn things around and people will say, oh, there's the Ben Youngs, we, that, as you say, that we know and love. Um, and and it's going to put our minds at rest, and that Ben Youngs will be the starter because Willie Hines is going to offer something a bit special off the bench. But on but on current form, from what we've seen, Willie Hines for me is right now the the kind of the the premier scrum half. And if that remains the case, then I think Willie Hines has to start. But I want to know that the guy coming on can still offer some kind of impact, and I don't see that from Ben Youngs. No. No, 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 not right now. Um, so therefore, if I, Noel, I if Noel's so, out, yeah, do if, you if take Noel's Robson? Out, well, if Noel's out, but that, that's the thing. I think we have, I think we have till after this weekend to find that out. Mm. Um, but so, so short question: If Ben Youngs does play, does seem to have completely lost form and lost his way, which again I don't believe he will, and then it turns out that Noel just due to too much ask on the body is going to be out, I would then be looking at Scrum Half as my next as my next choice as a replacement. I think you have to. And like like you've said a few times in the last few episodes that we've that we've done, the the team with the best scrum well no, that's probably making it too simple, but the team that's going to win this World Cup has to be has on to have fire. One of the best world well it has to be on fire at Scrum Half. That Scrum Half yeah. has to control control the game from the back of the base of the Scrum. And if I we haven't to. got that, I think despite how good the rest of the team is, you're not going to get the distribution required to to do the damage needed to win a World Cup. Yeah. Let's move on from uh, from nine because God, that yeah, was stressful. It was stressful, but <laughs> these are these are the questions people want answers to now. <laughs> if only we had them. <laughs> what the people? <laughs> and the answers. God, that'd uh, be a good that combination, would. wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that wow. would make for a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's yeah, let's move on. Okay, so at ten, Owen Farrell starts at ten for the first time in the warm ups. Really glad like that he's gone down that route. There was a moment when I was sort of saying Farrell's one of the guys that needs to be wrapped in cotton wool, but no, we need to see him at ten. Um, yeah, because we've kind of looked at other connotations. We've, you know, George Ford has has justified. I think he's he's justified his place in the thirty-one. I can I hundred percent um, agree with that. And I think that the the Cipriani debate, it's 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 not that it's that it's over, 
but I think it's I think like you can kind of, well it, yeah, I mean the debate probably isn't the decision is no 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 but yeah, yeah I think yeah. you can kind of see that if I guess if you're if you're behind the idea of only taking two fly halves given the rest of the team you can see why the two that are going are the two that have been picked yeah means, yeah so anyway, yeah 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 but, but, I, I I do understand that and 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 I understand the decision making. And actually, I think now, like we say, bearing in mind the chat we just had with Scrum Hearth, I, I actually think that Danny Care, even if there was an, well, no, if there's an injury to fly hard, Danny Care, sorry, Danny Cipriani, if there's an injury to fly off, he comes in like for light. But if there's an injury, say, back three, where perhaps we don't need to recover, he's not the next in line to be called up. No, I, I don't, I agree. I, I think there are other more important positions. But like you say, yeah, injury to fly half, that changes things. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, what else do you do? You, what I mean, here's an interesting one for you. Then, if if Danny Cipriani did a Bentio and essentially made himself unavailable, who then? In, in, if if George Ford got injured, let's say, uh, I, I, is, is Marcus Smith next in line? I mean, he cer- certainly had more exposure under Eddie, but does he go down that route with the experience that Marcus Smith has, or the lack of? experience he has at this moment in time or does he go take a punt and and utilize guys that can cover and just make Owen Farrell your key man in the same way that Billy's is number eight uh, I, I think you have Mark I think I think it's a Marcus Smith I, I, I actually think Marcus Smith has earned his and his dues as an international player not he, I, I, I don't want that to yeah. happen and he was awesome but in the again, game. he was and we are talking we are talking sort of long way out Danny Cipriani signed up with Gloucester. He's not going to make himself unavailable. So, so I think that option's I think that option's sort of safe for the moment. I think Danny Cipriani wants to play for England. I want him to be playing for England again at some point, but I'm not as angry as I have been, but he's not now because I think George Ford and Owen Farrell are two deserving fly halves on the squad. Agreed. Um... Wow. This is getting intense. It is getting intense. Almost as intense as, <laughs> as the sound your washing machine's making. Um, is, that, is that bloody on again? That's my bad. Do you want me to pause it? Uh, or or, or, or does, it, does it add a bit of uh, je ne sais quoi? Does, I mean, it definitely, of, it, definitely adds, it, it definitely adds some I do not know what. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. Is, it, is, that, is it do not know? Oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't yeah. matter. Um, fine. So mo- moving swiftly on, um, the other... Changes that finally glad to see Watson at fifteen. Yes, um, yes, very, very glad to see that. Actually. I think people but, need to understand this is not a this is not a, a hating daily at fifteen. I love daily at fifteen. I've thing. got daily at fifteen. You, you exactly. He's your first choice. Personally, I think Watson would be a better option at fifteen if only he had a boot. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to see him in the fifteen shirt and just see what you, that does. You say if if only he had a boot. In fairness. You can say that about anyone in comparison to Daly. But specifically Watson. <laughs> yeah, specifically Watson in this case, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's who I'm saying it about. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad to see him at 15. And and I'm glad that Daly or an alternative 15 isn't on the bench. So we're going to see 80 minutes from Anthony Watson at 15. So really find out what, what he's made of. Unless McConaughey um, is an option there. Because actually... Because this is the other one. McConaughey's obviously back from injury and and obviously he's due to be pulled out the last minute, probably on Friday morning, because that seems to be what's happened so far. But if that doesn't happen by some miracle, 
he is there as a utility back, which is obviously what we thought Jack Noll was. Um, he can play fly half. He can play fullback, wing, centre. Um, so he he's there as very much the kind of the flexible player. Um, yeah. So I guess we potentially would see him at fullback if things weren't working out, or if, if Eddie wants to give him half each. Um. Because yeah, we, who who is the third choice fullback? You know, if Eddie's looking to have three in every position. Well, it probably would have been Jack Noll. Yeah. Uh, which is why maybe Jack Noll. No, 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 no. That's that's out of order. The reason Jack Noll's been given all the time in the world is because he's an absolute legend of a player. Um, he covers yeah, fifteen I mean, positions. He literally does. He literally does. I could see him as a prop. Yeah. I, I think he's hard enough. New, new breed. Uh, exactly. Yeah. New breed. M- mobile props who run the hundred in probably close to sub of eleven, um, which would be good. But. That, that the fullback thing, I think, I think for now we can maybe rest because I, I think we're okay. And if there was the, the chance of them both being out for like a week, so probably fairly slim. If so, you just you, you maybe call up cover. Yeah, um, and, and I think you, you can do that. Um, I can't wait to see McConaughey. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like I've been waiting for this for a while, and I'm quite excited just because of what Eddie has done in the past. Um, you know, with taking punts on people that we've all kind of gone, oh, what's what's this about? And then, you know, clearly he's seen something pretty special. Um, and, you know, no bigger call than putting someone in your 30, 31-man squad who's uncapped um, and who's only been playing the sport, really, for a season. Obviously, he's played variations of it <laughs> at a very yeah. high level. But, yeah, you know, he's only been playing the 15-a-side professionally for one season. So... Yeah, really excited to see what this is all about. I hope it's not some sort of disaster because if he has, you know, if he happens to, the, 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 he has the added pressure of if he has a bad game and everyone has bad games from time to time and you could argue that better to have a bad game in the warm-ups than in the World Cup itself. But if he has a bad game, given that none of us have ever seen him play for England in the 15-a-side game, it's going to make it really tough to justify his inclusion, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I... That there must be enough of him, and that that's not going to be a limited case, and and there must be flexibility. But I yeah, I can't wait to see him, and I'm going to stick on the positive side, and we'll yeah, worry for about. Sure. Well, he's he's considered a flyer, right? So we've got May on one side and him on the other. That's to me sounding Jesus pretty exciting. Christ, yeah. yeah. If if Farrell can get some quick distribution, um, you know, you've obviously got uh, Francis. Playing inside, uh, playing outside Farrell, so you've got a couple of playmakers in the middle to help with that. Joe Marchant is in there. We've kind of covered off why. Um, well, did, yeah. did I mean how much depth did we get into? I, I understand that JJ's injured. There's no point putting Manu back out and Joe Marchant. Yeah, likely JJ Slade just... are both injured, but, but yeah, but on so the verge of coming that... back. And Manu's had a couple of runs now, and they want to give him a rest. So yeah, to me, it's like yeah, you need makes someone. Sense. That yeah. one makes sense. He's obviously the next in line, certainly to be a a like for like for Manu. Interesting. I wonder whether or not had Ben Teo not done what he did, whether or not he'd have been the man there instead of Marchant. We'll never know. Quite possibly, yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, just I mean that that covers most of the team. So just quickly jumping back though, one one question I do have: Charlie Yules. Yeah, I don't. You know, as one of the non-squad playing cover, I, I don't really get it. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't really understand. I didn't really see why he was. I, I feel Kvesic makes sense with, with everything we've talked about and the fact that we don't have a an outright eight cover and. But yeah, Charlie Yule's when we've got Launchbury, Laws, Itoje, and Cruz. I, 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 I am lost. I, nothing against Charlie Yule's. I just, I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel like bringing in bringing in that third prop for whichever side needs it uh, would would have been could have been more use. Um, maybe or, or, it was. Maybe or, it was. Or you just get, or you get Dan Robson or someone in. Yeah, yeah, it was somehow. Maybe it was just the case of that we're not a forward replacement for forward replacement. We want to give a Toje and Cruz a complete week off. Yeah. So we need the cover at second row to bring Charlie yours in. Maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah. Quite, quite possibly. I think it might be. I that think end. otherwise it seems like a slightly, a slightly strange one, but. Um... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, what what do you think of the side? It's it's an interesting looking one because you've got some real strong class in in the mix, and then you've got some slightly less. Um, I, I think inked I think... in, but 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 I still think that's a good side. I, mean, I, I like the fact that England have produced three or four variations now, and they all have been reasonably strong. I mean, obviously, we saw against Ireland what a a pretty much full strength side looks like, and it and it decimated them with a record. Win margin, winning margin. Um, but I like the fact that these different connotations still look strong. Yeah. I mean, here's a question for you, Dan. If you were to pick a Lions 15, I'm not expecting you to do this now, but <laughs> but if you were to pick a Lions 15 without any England players, yeah, and they played against an England first 15, oh, how would they get I, on? I, I, uh, they'd lose. Who? Lions. Of course they'd lose. We obviously think that. Guys, what do you think? I've asked this on Twitter and a few people have... Um, initially, the, the question was clear. For you a new one? Well, no, no, no. Initially, the question was un, was unclear. I didn't ask both parts. So I sort of said, what would the Lions... What would your Lions 15 look like now? And then as people started replying, I'd say, and now what would, what would it look like without any of England's first 15 in it? And pretty much every replacement was an England replacement. You know, everyone kind of took out the ones that they'd initially put in and replaced them with another England player. <laughs> That wasn't considered to be in the first fifteen, which I thought, you know, was interesting in its own right. But there were a number of people who did say they thought that the Lions would beat the England first fifteen, and I'm not sure they would, if I'm honest. I mean, England obviously going to win the World Cup, so they're the best team in the world. England are a big part of the Lions. I, I mean, yeah, that, it's a that, that's World Cup focus for now because I think my head's been messed with enough already this week. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Well, but before we call time, then just a quick run back through it so Friday's team Marla George Cole up front Launchbury and Laws in the row you've got Curry Wilson and Billy uh, back row Youngs and Farrell 9-10 um, Francis and Marchant in the centres Johnny May McConaughey out on the wings Anthony Watson at the back Cowan Dickie Genge Sinclair covering front row Charlie Yules with Matt Kvesic, um the other forward cover and then Hines George Ford and Joe, Big Joe uh, the the backs cover, so we'll see some more big boshes um, from Cock and Seager rather than Ford. But um, yeah, I, I think good looking twenty three. Be interesting to see how how they perform against uh, Italy um, and whether they try anything else new. Expecting big things from Ben Youngs. I think he's the guy who's got uh, the most to prove in that lot, um, and I have total faith in his ability to do that. Um, 
Anything you want to add? Daniel? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm, I'm thinking. For, I'm really looking forward to seeing this team play. I can't wait. Actually, I can't wait for Friday. So I'll leave you with a final question then. Go for it. Ireland versus Wales in Ireland. I mean, another win for Ireland. Another win for Ireland. What Wait, is that? Then, then I believe it puts Ireland as number one team in the world, in the world going into the World Cup. <laughs> and what does it do to Wales? Because obviously we know that being beaten by a team below you in the world rankings is more expensive, hence what happened to the All Blacks. Well, yeah, or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it puts the All Blacks back at number one. I don't think it puts Ireland. I think if Ireland win, it puts the All Blacks back at number one. I, I, I don't know. Wales... Uh, the All Blacks are currently number one. They are current. They've moved back to number one, are they? I, yeah. I, I can't remember how the how the ratings will go. Um, I think I we've think established it doesn't matter. The world rankings don't work because England are number one. They're going to win the World Cup and prove it. And really, there's nothing more that needs to be said on that. Hallelujah. But Ireland to beat Wales, England to beat Italy. Can't remember who else is playing. Uh, it uh, so hang on. I I will tell Scotland, you. Scotland, Georgia. So uh, Scotland will beat Georgia. Um, Scotland worried. Have, are any of our guys playing? Are any of like as in our guys meaning any of the guys in our group? So have we got France or Argentina realistically? Uh, no idea. Haven't clearly haven't been doing enough um... playing. Not that I can see now. I, I can't see been. either of them playing um, because. It's this gonna is the be... last weekend, right? Most most people are flying out to Japan next week. Yeah, we, we fly out on Monday, I believe. So, and I imagine most teams or are going to want to get out there for, 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 yeah. for a week or so before. So, yeah, this there probably are some other games. We probably should have done some digging. We'll do all that on Twitter. Um, but obviously, we're going to be back Friday night to to do the game. So we'll bring yeah you know, we'll 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 do a bit more research. We'll be a little bit more prepared, and we will cover that off on Friday in our pre match section. Because, uh, of course, it's going to be one of the old semi-lives. Um, guys, thanks so much for tuning in again. Hope that you continue to enjoy what we're what we're doing here. Um, as always, if you've got questions, uh, advice, suggestions, stories, anything you think we should be covering, anything you think we got completely wrong, um, we, want to, we want everyone to get involved. This is everybody's... It's not everybody's pod, it's ours. But we, we, want, we want you guys involved in the process involved in the journey um as we follow the england boys all the way to the final um at england rugby pod on social media england rugby pod at gmail.com on email and um yeah rate review if you haven't done already they really help us out and gives us something to discuss um and we will catch you on friday night catch you on friday